You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Broadcast from the studios inside the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Just one hour west of Philadelphia at Pennsylvania Turnpike Exit 298. Featuring nearly 1,000 classic, vintage, and barn find vehicles for sale under one climate-controlled roof. Now, here's your host, Classic Auto Mall President and the man with all the toys, Stuart Howden. Well, 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 we're actually doing this outside of our comfort zone in the middle. (laughs) Well, thank you, folks. I appreciate that. Outside of our comfort zone where we normally do it in our our ensconced studio in Morgantown. And now here we are at the Pennsylvania Convention Center in downtown Philly. Uh, doing it from the uh, uh, Philadelphia Auto Show going on this week. You will hear this. Uh, this airs on January the 20th. So uh, will be our first our air date of this on America's Web Radio. We're recording this on January the 17th, 2024. And uh, we're lucky to make it down here because of the weather, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, the trains are slow today. The streets are slow, but but uh, there are people mulling around the, the Philadelphia Convention or the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia. They had a, a little slow day yesterday, but uh, somebody's going to have to explain to me this whole train thing. People say okay. that they drive to Downingtown, they get on a train, and it drops them off right below our our setup here. Mm-hmm. And we're in the Grand Hall here, which is a uh, an amazing. Uh, it's grand. It's grand. It's very grand. <laughs> well said. It's an ama- It's an amazing extension, if you will, of the main convention center. There's a nice long hallway that you walk down to, and we have the AACA across from us, and then our display here, where we have 12 cars here this year, uh, from anywhere from a '63 Grand Prix to a '69 Camaro convertible, and Datsun 280Z an ERA Cobra, mm-hmm. a Corvair ramp van, which is really cool. That's Getting a lot of attention. Yeah, yes. that thing is probably the most popular one. You ever play Monopoly? Uh, no, I've never played Monopoly. Well, is that, is it that says, a board game? It would say take a take a ride on, on the, the Reading, and yeah. this was the Reading uh, Terminal Term- building. Yeah. They call it the train shed. <laughs> and then, of course, across the street is the Reading Terminal Farmer's Market, which I have a whole lot of interesting information about. Do you? Ooh, Ooh, yeah, right, good. So, cool, cool. I've been doing my research and homework. And I'm so, supposed to get some Amish bread today <laughs> for the wife, so we'll head yeah. on over there and get we'll some over there, maybe have lunch over there. So <laughs> I can have lunch. All right. All right. Um, so anyway, we're recording our first time ever off-premise uh, recording our show. So uh, bear with us, folks. We'll we'll muddle through it the best that we can. So far, so good. <laughs> we're going to have a couple of special guests from the AACA display, Mike Jones, a longtime member of the AACA, and uh, Dave Hutchison, a longtime member of the AACA, and also as the face and voice of the uh, Ragtops and Roadsters uh, restoration shop in mm-hmm. Pottstown and one other town, Perkasey or... Perkasey. Perkasey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course I got that wrong, yep. right? And okay. speaking of getting things wrong... Perkasey. That's a good one. <laughs> speaking of getting things wrong... Where did we sell cars to this past okay. couple of weeks? So you Good segue. That. Yeah, nice segue. Yeah, yeah, well, I mispronounced <laughs> it once. I might as well just... Go ahead. Where do we sell cars to? In the last two weeks now, because we didn't have a show last week, we were... Uh, we were. What did we run? A best of last week. Mm-hmm. I think we did. Anyway. Yep. Where did we sell cars the past two weeks? Uncasville, Connecticut. Narvon, Pennsylvania. Rusendahl, Netherlands. Cumberland, Maryland. McCungie, Pennsylvania, Rock Island, Illinois, Kirkwood, Pennsylvania, Brownsville, Texas, Somerville, South Carolina, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, League City, Texas, Avondale Estates, Georgia, Abingdon, Abingdon, Maryland, Glenmore, Pennsylvania, Reinholds, Pennsylvania, Westby, Montana, Rogers, Arkansas, Santa Clara, California, Raymond, Maine, Essex, England, Charleston, South Carolina, Columbia, 
Columbus, Georgia, York, Pennsylvania, Lebanon, Pennsylvania, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Stockbridge, Georgia, Lawton, Oklahoma, Cokedale, Colorado, Charlotte, North Carolina, Quakertown, Pennsylvania, Swedesboro, New Jersey, Kulioka, Tennessee, never heard of it, Easton, Pennsylvania, Brownsville, Texas, Lansdale, Pennsylvania, and Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. That's a lot of different places to sell cars. Six, seven, I'm hearing nine, feedback. Ten, that's, that's me. 14, yeah. 15, so this mic has to go. So yeah, turn that <laughs> mic off. Seventeen, about seventeen states. Seventeen two countries, states, two other countries. countries. Yeah. And of course, this past couple of weeks, we've had some our first inclement weather of the uh, season, if you will, mm-hmm. and our consignments have slowed down significantly, which is probably a good thing. The guys, I think, are all looking for a little bit of a break back there, taking pictures and cleaning and detailing and writing descriptions and specking them and. All that good stuff. Uh, I'm certain they're they're glad that they've gotten a little bit of a break here. But still, 1,100 cars in in the inventory. 1,097. Don't lie to people. Steve, so. <laughs> it's just so much easier to say 1,100. <laughs> well, it's like I have a car. One of our cars or something is 497 horsepower. Why don't you just say 500? Right? <laughs> That's right. Speaking of cars, whatever happened, Daihatsu. Yeah, we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, where did that go? Did that just disappear? I, I think so. I don't know. There is a large contingent of electric and hybrid vehicles here at the Philly Auto or Philly Auto Show mm-hmm. at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. And uh, that's the state of the market. That's what's happening out there in the market. There's more and more of these mm-hmm. uh, that are coming on board, more and more manufacturers. Although, uh, I've noticed that a lot of the manufacturers are saying they're increasing their production of internal combustion engines right now, mm-hmm. uh, v- powered vehicles, internal combustion engine powered vehicles. And uh, that they're getting more of a demand for it. And you've got to wonder, did everybody that wanted an electric vehicle get one? Well, I just read that Germany uh, withdrew their rebate, not rebate program, their incentive program, mm-hmm. government re- uh, for electric cars. Right. So maybe we're on the same track. But, well, uh, maybe. Because the average price of an electric car now is over $50,000, uh, I tell you. Which sure. Is, you know, not far off from internal. I mean, it's not like an internal combustion engine is the average price of 15000 but it's still... More, I think the internal combustion engine average price is about thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, um, and there's all kinds of uh, chatter right now with the weather, you know, below freezing in most right. of the country. Like, are these cars going to perform? Sure. in this kind of weather. And, sure, uh, so and, and proof will be in the pudding. No matter how much testing you do, That's right. guess what? Things fail. Yep, and it happens uh, pretty regularly. Now, I don't think we don't have an electric car in our display, do we? No. They have some up at the Boyertown Museum, mm-hmm. uh, which we were talking about a little bit uh, a little while ago. Oh. They have some electric cars from the early 1900s, which are you know they were practical that back then in cities. They weren't so practical on any kind of traveling or trips or mm. anything like mm-hmm. that. Which is what we've always said all along is that it makes more sense uh, to. Uh, use an electric car if you're doing short trips or things like that. If you have to go beyond your home domicile mm-hmm. uh, and spend the night somewhere other than home, then you might have a little different issue. And the other thing we were talking about is the fact that if you live in a downtown environment, you don't always park in the same spot. You know, it's not like you have a, a reserved parking place in downtown Philly. Yeah, yeah. Unless you pay, you know, what, I don't know, five, $600 a month or what is it? I saw a photograph uh, of some Teslas that were basically abandoned at a charging station because <laughs> it was minus, like, minus 10 degrees and people didn't want to sit in their car while right. it was charging because right. I guess defeats the purpose if you let it run. I would think so. I think that if you're running the heat, uh, sitting <laughs> while, while still, charging, yeah, it could take a while. Yeah, it might take a little while. So they just abandoned them. Yeah. So I love to – I've abandoned – have you ever abandoned a car before? I Have I? Yeah, I have. I don't know. <laughs> I had a 1967 Pontiac Executive four-door oh, hardtop. Nice, nice. 
and I paid three hundred dollars for it. Uh-huh. I got about three years of use out of it, and it died in a bank parking lot. And I went home, and my dad said, "Where's your car?" And I said, "I left it." And he goes, "Well, go get it." And I said, "I don't want it anymore." Because we can't just leave it. I go, "Well, I did." All right. <laughs> they're going to tow it away. Then they're going to file a mechanics lien on it, and then they're going to sell it for like a hundred and fifty dollars. And and that's all I could get for it. So I had I got my three hundred dollars worth. I, there's some cars I should have let left abandoned. Yeah, I had a few of those too. You know, so. but I had a Dodge Horizon one time. Oh, it was what? a rat. Oh, so you're the one. <laughs> yeah. That thing was more trouble than you could ever imagine. Right. It was always something. It was so poorly built. Well, remember Hyundai's when they first came out? The build quality was just abysmal. And now they're very nice cars. Mm-hmm. I drove a Hyundai something the other day. I don't mm-hmm. even know what it was. It's pretty sad that you drive a car and you don't even know what the model <laughs> is. You know, you know it's right. a Hyundai. Well, you think it's a Hyundai. <laughs> You know, when I rent a car, it just says uh, Chevrolet Malibu or similar. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't, you know, who knows what what is it? They yep. all look the same. They really do. <laughs> you know why that is? Why? Because all of the designers and engineers went basically to the same school and took the same. That's right. For, that's right. And they're looking for the same outcome, the most amount of fuel efficiency they can make it. So the design looks pretty similar when you need air to flow over it and not slow it down. It's another thing I read this week. One of the rental companies is. Is selling off their electric fleet. Yeah. So I, I, I don't remember the reasoning behind that, but we're talking about electric cars, and I guess the market now is flooded with them, so the values are down a little bit on well, don't Teslas. You, don't you think that a lot of people maybe rented a Tesla from Hertz or Avis or one of the rental companies just to see if they liked it? Sure, sure, yeah. absolutely. Let's try it for 10 days or 15 mm-hmm. days or you know a month. <laughs> we'll rent it, and if we hate it, we won't have completely dove in. We just kind of dipped our toes in. Right, right. So. I rented an HHR in uh, San Francisco when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fantastic car, and I went right. out and I bought an SS version. Right. But I loved it. I thought it was a great little car, and I would have known that had I not rented right. it. Well, in Southern California, you can rent just about any type of car mm-hmm. there is, and a lot of people will go rent whatever uh, to test it out for a weekend because – Go test drive a car and then tell me everything you know about it after 15 minutes of driving. For you know sure. nothing. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't, you're, you're caught up in the moment. You're not testing the things that you should. You're not trying it. You're not trying to parallel park it. You're not trying to park it in your garage. You're, you're just driving it around mm-hmm. the block and go, Oh, this drives pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then of course, you know, you get it home and you realize there's things that you didn't pay attention to and maybe don't like or don't care for. And so, so back in the day <laughs> when we first moved from California to Pennsylvania, we, bought a Subaru, right. but we didn't buy it. They let us take it home. <laughs> uh, during which my wife lets the garage down on the rear tailgate and wow. scratches it. So I said, oh, we bought it. Actually, it, was a, it turned out to be a great car. It was right. a, a first-generation Forester, and, uh, right. but we damaged it on the drive, so we had to buy it. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I, I mean, I'm sure I, it does. I don't know how many t- how many dealers let you take cars home. I mean, the last car we bought also, same thing. They let us take it for a day, which is I thought pretty cool. When my dad would go out of town, and he had, this is back in the late 70s, he had a 79 Eldorado, and I'd, when he would go out of town, I'd take it and go to car dealers and tell them that I was interested in test driving a car. And they were like, well, this kid's got money. Nice. I mean, I'm 19 years old, 17. Right. And, uh, and he would, and they would, I took a 240Z home for, for the weekend. Wow. <laughs> Just left dad's car there and took a 240Z home to, for the whole weekend. Oh, wow. and drove, I drove it very carefully and sparingly. Sure, sure. <laughs> Like you drive a rental car, right? Exactly. Poor rental cars. How did rental cars survive back in the seventies? <laughs> those. How about those Plymouth Volares? Oh yeah, with a three eighteen fleet and that, car. Yeah, that starter sound and the. <laughs> oh my God, they were just hideous cars. And uh, and you know, of course, 
that's what they were built for. They were built as kind of throwaway cars because the rental car companies knew that people were just destroying mm-hmm. these things. I mean, they would. I don't understand why people are so meticulous with their own car, but you put them in somebody else's rental car, and all of a sudden they're a different person. It's like people in a hotel. They're just leaving trash all over the floor. You go mm-hmm. to their house, it's spotless. You think, what happened? Why? Yeah. By the way, speaking of rental cars, we have a beautiful GTH replica at Classic Auto Hertz. Was that 66? 66 Hertz. Black, black gold. Uh, it is an amazing car. It's a... It's it's faithfully executed, mm-hmm. and and you know for the price of a new GT three fifty, I mean for a price of a true GT fifty nowadays, mm-hmm. you know they're three four five six hundred thousand. Uh, they are not cheap, right. and uh, and you got to make sure you know what you're doing when you buy it mm-hmm. because you don't want to buy something and turns out that it maybe is not the original motor and you thought it was or <laughs> right because they were rented and raced. They were rented and raced. I mean <laughs> the guys actually stole motors out of them. That's so right. They would they would rent them, take them home to their shop, take the engine out, put mm-hmm. another engine in it, not of, you know, the same ilk, mm-hmm. and send it back. I almost like the replica better because at least you can drive it. You can drive it. I mean, you know, I, some people may say, oh, I don't want to make excuses that I'm mm-hmm. driving a replica. Right. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Cobra replicas, who cares? I have one. Yeah. Knock that battery off my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, when we return, uh, we'll talk about some of the new inventory at Classic Auto Mall and maybe talk to some of our friends from the AACA and uh, their display here. Uh, Uh, Coming to you from the Pennsylvania Convention Center, the Philly Auto Show. We'll see you in a couple minutes. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, Contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. We really got this figured out so far. I think we're doing a great job. Thanks, guys, to uh, Stephen Jr., our producer and engineer, and uh, all around just car guys who are helping us, you know, make this thing so professional. We have a very special friend with us today, Mr. Mike Jones from the AACA, former president of the AACA, weren't you? When yep, were you president? Right. What year? 2009. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. I tell you what, the AAC is an amazing organization. It has been so much fun to to be a part of it and to yeah. be here in Pennsylvania and be so close to um, uh, the headquarters of the AACA. And basically the start of the AACA was right here in Pennsylvania. That's right. started in Philadelphia in 1935. There were 14 members uh, who were charter members of the club. And uh, we've been doing this for quite a long time, and now we've been doing the Philly Auto Show for the, at least the last 15 years under AACA sponsorship. Before right. that, it was the burn prevention. Right. 
But um, we get great cars. Oh, my God. You get some amazing cars. And I, I like your business model much better than mine. I have to ship all my cars down here myself. Your members bring the cars <laughs> okay. here to you. Each one drives its car individually or trailers it down sure. here. And uh, the Automobile Dealers Association has been very, very, very kind to us and help our members by giving us a special move-in day sure. and, and helping us with the move-out. It's really nice. You'd be surprised how easy it is to move cars into here. And you think, oh, this is difficult. How do you get cars into a building? Well, yeah. we have a bunch back at home. But but most buildings are not designed to have yeah. cars brought into them. And they do a great job here. The You know, all the help that they have here and helping you move the cars in, it's really, yep. uh, they go over the top. And a great group of guys that run the yep. Philly Auto true, Show. True. I mean, and in, in challenging times, no less. You know, this is not this is not the the Philly Auto Show or any auto shows are not the same as they were in the 70s and the 80s and and even the 90s. It's a, it's a different world here and they have really stepped up and done a great job of bringing in classic cars, bringing in the customs, bringing in all of that. Wow. Yeah, there's that book. <laughs> that 49. is a, 1949. Changed a lot. We got the program from the show in the 49. And, oh, that's fantastic. <clears throat> so but Mike Kemp and uh, Kevin Mazzacola have done a great job, and they've been very, very supportive of AACA. Sure. We're a nonprofit, so uh, our members help us, and look at the exhibit we put. Oh, it's spectacular. I mean, the car, yeah. the Pierce Arrow I'm looking at, the, the letter car Chrysler convertible. Uh, is that a Darren Packard that, down there? That is uh, that one, yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Beautiful, huh? Yeah, really nice. about the Woody Wagon over there? Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that butterscotch color of yeah. the uh, fenders on that car as well, too. And the uh, wide, wide tires. And We can give uh, credit to Angela Trotta-Thomas, who did a painting. Uh, she's a great artist uh-huh. in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania area. And she painted this um, about 10 years ago, I guess. But she gave us permission to use it on her cover. Wow. And is this a is this a something you print just for the for the auto we show? We print that just for the auto show. Wow! And and uh, in here we've got a list of all the people um, who brought their cars. Right. And then we have a description of each vehicle. Wow! Sam Fiorini. Yeah. You know Sam. I know Sam. Uh, Sam. Sam Fiorini is uh, an automotive historian. He helps us do the write ups. The members, of course, always want to tell something special about sure. their car, and they. You have memories of what they've done and how they've gotten it to the situation it's in right now. Sure, so. sure. It's funny yep. that it, you, the really guys who who own these old cars are so they wanted to know the history so bad about each car that they own that they do more research than you could ever do and by yourself. Sure. You know that that if you were just a to, and and a lot of times we get guys who will buy a car at an auction and I'll say, tell me about your car, and they go. I don't really know. There was no information. I bought it. I didn't. I don't know, and I want to know. And then, right. hopefully, at some point in time, maybe they'll figure it out and find out. We asked a guy one time, "What you know? What what size is the engine in there?" And he says, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> and that's a hard thing for a car yeah. guy to say. Well, every, a lot of people remember, but that thirty-one Cadillac over there gets the most questions. What's that little door on the back? Oh, I know what it is. You that's do a, know what it is. <laughs> that and, would be the golf club door. Exactly. And of course, the bags weren't. My, my tour. My two bedroom. Two bath golf bag would not fit into the <laughs> golf course because their bags were about that big around, and they had what six or seven clubs maybe yeah. in them back in mm-hmm. the day, and they had a one iron, which sure. uh, you know were almost unhittable. How about the? Uh, I just noticed, and I just for, had remembered the 1926 Pontiac Boat Tail Hill Climb Speedster. Yes, uh, that was just recently donated to the AA. Exactly. Uh, 
Yep, uh, uh, Arnold Landvoit uh, was kind enough to donate that automobile to the AACA. It has an interesting history. It started out as a as a coupe, right, and it caught fire at the dealership. And so they stripped the body off of it and built that boat tail speedster on it, and it's been that way ever since. And arguably the first Pontiac race car ever built, yes. right? And it's been certified by AACA as a certified race car, and uh, it's done uh, some interesting uh, events around the country in the circuit of races, and uh, Arnold's very proud of it. So we're happy to have it in the in, the, in our museum up at Hershey. Absolutely. We yeah. were so glad to see. We hated that we didn't get to sell it for him, but it turned out really good for everybody at yep, the end of the day. For good for Classic Automall, good sure. for uh, AACA, and good for Arnold and his wife. And, yeah. and we're happy to do that. Also notice you got an 1886 Benz Patton Wagon, motor wagon. Well, believe it or not, we have the Patton Wagon, which right. is a replica made by Mercedes-Benz. They made 92. Right. And, uh, and our uh, AACA member has copy number 25. Wow. Uh, it, however, it didn't make it to the show. So it's, it made it to program, but because of weather. <laughs> so he's going to be here next year for sure. Sure. So well, we've already is... got five cars for next year. <laughs> you're way ahead. Yeah. You're too far ahead of the game. You're too efficient, Mike. I can't. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. The patent wagon, we had one we sold at our place. But I've got a, there's a friend of ours who lives not too far from here. Who has two of them still in the original crate? Not yeah. not original from eighteen eighty six. Mercedes Benz made them in what two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and made all these, which was a brilliant marketing idea. I really think they did a that was a smart thing that they did to yeah. do that. Now this summer uh, we're going to have the anniversary of uh, D Day Normandy, and uh, NBC is going to do a special, and they've contacted us now to uh, find the owner of that 1943 Ford Jeep. Nice. We have photographs of that car coming off the landing craft at Normandy Beach. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, they're going to have him on the show and use that Jeep. And interestingly enough, um, that Jeep uh, has an American flag painted on the engine. Really? The GIs didn't have anything else to do that day, so they, so they took a, some paint and put an American flag. It's still on there. Wow. So interesting, interesting yeah. vehicle. A lot of these vehicles, each one of them has its own story, of course. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we almost sometimes wish that the cars could talk, or a lot of guys will say, well, the car speaks for itself. Well, it does, but it doesn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the quality of it does, and, yeah. the, and the paint job does, but you know, Talking about uh, uh, television, uh, we were both featured nicely on the 6ABC uh, special on Saturday yeah. night. And, of course, with me trying to get in and out of a rumble seat was the most comical thing you'll ever see on television. Because I had gotten in a rumble I don't remember the last time I was actually got in a rumble yeah. seat. And to get in yeah. is like trying to get into a car that's really low to the ground. It was kind of yeah. – I had to really <laughs> – wiggle yeah. in there so uh but what a nice thing that six abc does as a sponsor of the uh philadelphia auto show uh they run that hour-long special and i can tell you i know for from our standpoint and i'm sure for yours as well too it's a huge plus for the aca yeah. and the huge plus for classic automobile it really puts you on the map right. instantly mm-hmm. and they do such a wonderful job with it as well too yeah what um what do you foresee you know you guys have how many cars here we have 25 cars wow. here yeah, and uh, we try to get uh, appeal to all of the uh, people from Philadelphia who come here, the longshoremen, the teachers, the librarians, yeah. the doctors, the nurses, and what have you. And so we've got that 1929 Ford truck over there that is 
certified as a historically preserved vehicle. So right. it has what's called historical preservation of original features. Right. It's a totally original truck. And uh, people will come uh, look at that truck if they're restoring one to try to find out what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do right to get their car properly restored. Mm-hmm. We do that a uh, lot, and we're happy to do that with yeah. people. They'll come to yeah. our place. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, look, I really want to look at this car closer. I'm not interested in buying it, but I'm restoring one myself, and I can't figure out how to get this yeah. one Dragon bolt to go in here. And they come and look at ours, and they go, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we're happy to do something because that's what this hobby is all mm-hmm. about is helping your fellow car collectors. Helping, you know, if a guy's broken down on the side of the road in a Model A Ford, I guarantee you 50 people will stop. Sure. And that wouldn't happen if you were in a Taurus. That's right. <laughs> well, maybe might one person might stop, or they're probably there yeah. to rob you. But <laughs> but anyway, um, it was interesting. I was reading about the history of the AACA and its start in 1935, and there was an interesting list of the original cars that were from the original members, and they're all 1907, 1913. Yeah, oh, sure. A 1907 Waltham Orient, uh, 1909 Pierce Arrow, 1902 Oldsmobile. I mean, what an interesting thing. And yeah. then I just was on YouTube. And saw a video from 1939 of the Vintage Car Club of America. Uh-huh. It was amazing. 1939. They have these sure. cars that are that are. I mean, in color too. Uh-huh. It was. I mean, maybe it was colorized. I don't know. Uh, but they transferred it from 16 millimeter film to digital. Yeah. And uh, pretty amazing to to look at the pride of those guys collecting cars in 1939, which was <laughs> people weren't thinking much about collecting cars back then. Sure. And then not to mention, uh, or not to forget, Hershey, Pennsylvania. I mean, Hershey's been doing the, the car show up there for the last 55, 60 years. Right. Did I read correctly that Mos- Steve Moskowitz is only the third executive director of the AAC? He is, yes. Wow. Um, he took over from Bill Smith. Yeah. Uh, Bill Smith passed away last year. Right. But, uh, Bill was um, the executive director for a long time. And, but um, it's an interesting organization. It really and is. Totally volunteer. Uh, all the board members volunteer at, at no pay. Right. Work sure. their butts off to do everything they can for the hobby. How many? I mean, I, did I read correctly on this? There was. It takes over 750 volunteers to put on this. The Hershey Eastern Swap Meet. At least. At least. And that, that's the Hershey region, of course. That does most of that. Right. Yeah, they're a very dedicated group. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And, of and course, the Charlotte Auto Fair, not to mention huge, yeah. another great show. Mm-hmm. And then there, there, there's there's quite a few. And then I understand you're going to be in Puerto Rico this year, which is, I guess you've yeah. been there before, We've right? been there three times now. Wow. Mm-hmm. The, we just sold a car from a gentleman from yeah. Puerto Rico. And uh, how interesting, you know. I, I just didn't know there was a car mm-hmm. culture down there. You always hear about Cuba having a car culture. You don't really yeah. hear about Puerto Rico having a car culture. Hey, it's not cheap to get cars. It's like Hawaii, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, it's not a hop, skip, and a jump, yep. uh, so to speak. Well, anyway, it was so wonderful to have you on the show and uh, so wonderful to to be a part of this with you guys. I know we've been a big supporter of the AACA and the AAC, and you particularly have been a huge supporter of Classic Automobile, and we really appreciate it, Mike, and uh, and really have enjoyed our friendship yep. over the That's years. That's great. We're happy to find you a spot at Hershey, too. Yeah, huh? uh, yeah that worked out pretty good, too. I'm never giving that spot up, you know. You're going to have to pry it out of my dead fingers. And <laughs> anyway, Mike, thanks Good-o. so much Thank for being you. on the show. And we'll uh, we'll talk to Dave Hutchinson coming up here in just a minute, another member of the AACA and an all-around car guy as well, too. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes the Classic Auto Mall podcast. If you have any questions or comments, contact us at ClassicAutoMall.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. 
live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at AmericasWebRadio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast coming to you from the Pennsylvania, I want to say Philadelphia Convention Center. It's the Pennsylvania Convention Center, the Philadelphia or Philly Auto Show. Is Philly a slur? Does that, no, people no, don't, don't no. get offended by that. It's Dave, a Philly thing. Dave Hutchinson. Hush, <laughs> there you go. I'm just you messing got it. it. Dave Hutchinson is here from uh, the AACA as well, uh, joining us here on the podcast. And Dave is also in, uh, kind of the, uh, you're the face of, uh, Ragtops and Roadster yes, Restoration. Show. Yes, sir. So yes, I am. He's, uh, he's, he's the guy who goes out there and makes everybody, uh, get involved in this hobby more and more and more. And of course, you're all focused primarily on british and well we do uh well we did start out as a british car restoration shop at ragtops but we've branched off into european uh german italian uh the french are good at cheese and kissing i think right? but, <laughs> i saw that uh, meme you had yeah. <laughs> for showing me a minute ago uh, but uh no and and actually in our sister shop in Pottstown, which was a domestic car shop we have a lot of Chrysler, Packard, uh, you name it. Sure, so, uh, sure. Multi-mark uh, restoration shop. We're very, very busy right now. We're thankful for their work. Absolutely. And uh, we support this exhibit. I've been here, uh, Mike and I just figured out the other day, I've been doing this with Mike for 25 years wow. since 1999. Wow. And, and it uh, was a different show in 99, wasn't it? Uh, it was, well, yes, it was. It was a bigger show. <laughs> yeah. We were down in D Hall. Yeah. Mercedes and BMW. Mercedes, Mercedes and Lexus and were Lexus. up here for years. I know that. That's yeah. right. That's but right. I want to say a little bit about the building that we're in. Oh my gosh. This, this is the largest steel span structure in America. Really? Stretching 508 feet across. There were 13 train tracks across here. I'm a railroad enthusiast and, <gasps> and, uh, it shouldn't go without saying that this is one of the, most beautiful steel structures in all of America. It was converted to the convention center, I think, in '96. Right, and we've been here since that time. Wow! Uh, and what 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 prompted the AACA to get involved with the Philly Auto? Well, Show? Mike did, had Mike had been doing it with uh, uh, Philly Auto Show when it was back in the Civic Center, right? Years before he right. had uh, set that up and uh, started doing it, and I wasn't involved at the time. I became involved here in '99, right? Um, and uh, when we were representing the. Uh, Eastern Concord of the United States, uh, the, the Concord de Elegance that was up in Bethlehem. And then that Concord uh, went by the wayside, and then we represented the Elegance right. uh, for a while. Uh, which was at Hershey. Which was Hershey, 10 years, I believe, at Hershey. And then uh, and then uh, that show ended, right. and Mike uh, said, we're going to represent the AACA, and we got the backing with the 
those fares to be at the ACA. Boy, and it really has worked out well for you. Yeah. It's great exposure for you. It is. It is. You yeah. know, I know that we uh, we we talk to all of our people that buy or sell a car through us about the importance of being a member of the AAC because it's it is not only it's not only a great club to be involved in. It's a great way to continue to perpetuate the hobby. It's the bedrock. It's the foundation. It is the premier car club. Uh, I always describe it as a non-denominational multi-mark club (laughs) from from Amphicar uh, to Zagato. Every car from every country throughout sure. the world. We celebrate cars in their original configuration. No, sure. no, no modifications of uh, no street rods, rods, not hot rods, chop, that type sure. of thing. And the it, cutoff is 25 years, right? Correct, 25 years. But so that's getting to be kind of an odd time. I mean, you can have a 1999 <laughs> car in here now, and it's a, it's a full, it's, that's it's a classic. Funny. It's yeah. a full classic. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's funny. And of course, you all do the Zenith Award, which recognizes yes. arguably the, the best of the best. The best of the best that Absolutely. participated within AAC. Throughout yep. the year, yes. right? Yes. So to get an AACA badge, there's a junior, there's seniors, there's preservation, there's all these different things. How do mm-hmm. people find out about how that process works and how that happens? Is it you, go on the website? You go on the website, AACA.org, uh-huh. and you can see the levels and the competition and most importantly, the meets throughout the country. There's a spring. And they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. Uh, every state, there's many, and you go in and you get a first junior. You might get a second or third junior and try to work for first junior, then get a first senior, and then you can go to Grand National, and sure. there's a whole hierarchy. And, and as Mike mentioned earlier, the, the one of the things that we're celebrating a lot is the um, the HPOF, Historic Preservation of Original Features, which yeah. is which is so wonderful to be able to uh, see the cars in their original configuration. You Absolutely. Know? You know, listen, uh, I get people that like resto mods and hot rods and customs, and yeah. that's great, and there's places for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. There, there's good guys, and there's all the shows that, that, that celebrate those. Sure. And I like the fact that you've remained true. Now, I will say that this year at the at the Hershey meet, uh, there was a place for some customized type cars, yes. right? There I was think, a, yes. an area in the car corral, I think, that they, I believe there was, that yeah. they had. So, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, we kind of roll with the times a little bit. And I, I think that's uh, appropriate to let certain cars in. Sure. Pickup trucks are certainly all the rage right now being being brought in. I mean, Pebble but, Beach has, has hot street you know, They do. Hot they rods. do. Period. Uh, period. They're certified, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not just the guy building in his basement. These Correct. Are, Correct. <laughs> these they, are serious. It's a vintage hot rod, typically. You know, right. Bruce Myers collection. And, Absolutely. And, yes. Uh, and some of the ones that you see out there and some of the... Oh, even the collections that are local to us. Yes. I mean, there's a few nice hot rods just up in Boyertown mm-hmm. area. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. it's amazing. You know, there are so many collections and places to see cars around this part of the world, and most of them you and I can't even talk about. We're not allowed to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, but they're amazing, and yeah. they're right. You know, they're just they're surprising. There's so many car collections right here in Pennsylvania, right here. like we didn't see this summer. Remember? Exactly. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember. I, I was supposed to wipe my brain clean right, from that, right, wasn't right. I? Yeah. Boy, that was an amazing collection. Yeah. Yes, so. it was. And you can't see it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Yeah. Um, you know what's uh, even more interesting to me about this Reading Terminal is is the terminal across the street that's the farmer's market and right. got the food. and right. They say 100,000 people a week visit the Reading I Terminal. I believe it. And it's actually street. right under us here. And that was a, an agreement. There was a farm market here in 1896. Right. And one of the agreements to bring the Reading and Pennsylvania Railroad in here, uh, Reading, Reading Railroad in here, was that they build over and preserve the Reading Terminal Market. How fantastic. And so that's how it all came to be. Yeah. They, they were saying in 1935 they had 400 workers.
workers that just answered phone calls for to-go orders uh, at the Reading Terminal. Think about I, I that. 1935. It. I believe it. Was there I, even I, phones there? It's still busy. It's still busy down there. 100,000 people a week. It, yeah, it's not the, absolutely. It's not a wide open space like yeah, this. No, it's it's narrow. It's kind of like classic automall. It's you, tight. You've got to sometimes turn sideways and yeah. hope that you didn't have too much uh, extra pork chop. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so some of the cars, uh, you do kind of the layout. or the, Well, I work, I work with Mike on the layout, right. and this year I... I traded him a Chrysler for a Bentley, and then I traded him a Lamborghini for a Cadillac. And we ended up with a, a, an idea I had when I settled it all on paper to have a domestic cars here in the front, yep. you see. And then uh, that little aisle in the back is really representative of the Atlantic Ocean. Sure. And you look over there, and you you stretch all the way from the very rare Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, the one of 26, down through the BMW Z1, or Z1 right. as we call it here, right. the Triumph Herald, the little Cabriolet Volkswagen, uh, the the E-Type Coupe, uh, and then the Austin Healey Sprite, and then the Lamborghini in the corner. Uh, those are all, and the Bentley, of course, those are all English car or European cars. European cars, right. And then we have the Jeep over there, that little Jeep. Now, why, why that, you'd think that was an American, and it is an American-made car. That Jeep landed on Omaha Beach. On D-Day, wow. that particular Jeep. Wow. Great history. Uh, under the hood, if you lift up the hood, you see on the passenger side, the GIs were getting antsy, and they were given red, white, and blue paint, and okay. their American flag with stars, everything on the side of the engine. It was painted by the GIs, you know, 80 years ago. Wow. That doesn't get you feeling patriotic. Uh, I, I, don't had, know I had the good fortune of touring Normandy this past summer. It was very moving. Oh, very moving I can event. only imagine. Yeah. A lot of people that fought in the Vietnam War have gone back and toured it since, and yeah. they say it was a good closure for them with, yeah. with that. And, yeah. and being able to see that it's, it, it, you know, you you think of the, the war and the enemy, and they're, you know, they're not our enemy anymore. They're just, you know, they're just people. Well, they're just living. Yeah, they, we toured the German graveyard and the American graveyard. Very moving. Oh, wow. If you can yeah. get there, it's well worth the trip. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So we have, you know, the Atlantic Ocean here and the cars of Europe <laughs> on that side, and those have the European history. So. And, and, you know, what a wonderful thing that the Philly Auto Show does to, to, to focus on these uh, collector, collector and classic automobiles that they have here. Because it also shows, like they did on the 6ABC thing, the, the changes that vehicles have made over the years, you know, from a crank start sure. uh, to, uh, you know, to now you don't even need a key to stick it in. You just remotely start and push a button and away you go. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the cars that we have here are, I always say God bless internal combustion because right. it's on the wane, as, yes. you, as you noted earlier. Yep. Um, and as electric car batteries get better and more serviceable, there'll be, there'll be a transition down sure. the road. Um, but it's great to see uh, these cars. And, and when we when we were growing up, we'd look at a car and say, you know, it's good for about a hundred thousand miles. You're going to replace it. Do the valves at seventy five, yeah. and, and then a hundred. But now modern day cars are two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand mile machine. If you, you know? if you if you change the oil and just maintain it in a in a very give, minimal give you, fashion, yep, it'll give, give you very good service. A modern day car is a great car, it's safer, more reliable. Mm-hmm. And I'm all yeah. for that. Listen, I'm I, I get the safer, I get all that. Yep. You know the the electric car, I get in some instances, I don't. Get that we're all going to have that. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think we can efficiently charge them in a way that are going to make people comfortable enough to do it. Unless we can somehow come up with my invention, which is to get energy off of the tires rolling down the road and go. somehow transfer it. I invented it. that 
that too. I have yeah, been there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we'll, we'll co-sponsor <laughs> we'll go, that one. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that, and yeah. uh, you know, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be able to make a little money off of yeah. it. There's got to be some way. I mean, it creates friction. Friction is energy, so it ought to be able to. We'll have to see if we can capitalize on that. <laughs> yes, that might will. be down the road. We'll have to meet up for right. a uh, uh, important board meeting on that. But uh, but anyway, so tw- so where do you see the hobby going? Do you see? Can we maintain it? Can we keep the kids uh, I, interested? I, I, I think I think we can. Um, it's rare that father passes it on to son. Uh, it's great when it happens. I don't think it's. Uh, um, uh, and, and there's new people coming into the hobby that can have an appreciation of the classics. Sure. Uh, it's all rolling sculpture, and right. uh, uh, I've come to realize that people change, but the cars kind of stay the same in that sense. When you have a nice car, people take care of them, they cherish them, and uh, and we're all just caretakers of them for a little while. Or stewards, stewards yeah, with a steward with a D, and stewards, uh, <laughs> oh, stewards with a D. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how we take care of them. Absolutely, and, and I think that's exactly what we should. It's surprising to me that we still sell Model A Fords. You know, uh, I, it, it is, although the values have reflected yeah, the yeah. quantity of the cars versus the quantity of the buyer. I mean, a 29 Ford Model A Roadster pickup truck yeah. that you can buy for less than $30,000, I think, is the bargain of the I, I, I agree. forever. But I wouldn't buy it to hedge a bet. This no. go up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would <laughs> certainly not think I'm no. going to make, no. make money, unlike the stock market, no. where I'm getting no. rich every day. Exactly. Am I? No, exactly. I'm not. I don't think yeah. I am. And, of course, every car that I buy... Uh, I'm going to make a profit on it. At least oh, that's what I tell my wife. Sure, so. right. right. <laughs> so, even our driver cars, yeah. we're going to make money on them. We bought sure. this right, and then, yeah. then we didn't. But, so, um, you know, we we our thing is to preserve the hobby as well, too. And the AACA's mission is to preserve the hobby as well, too. Um, what do you see? Can the swap meets continue like they are? Or people? I, I think they can. All the way. I think there's a de- declining uh, people attending swap meets because you can market the stuff on eBay. Right. Uh, it's easier to do, and uh, everybody easier to gets, get home. Easier to get home. You're not paying for the fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carlisle and such, and even Hershey has diminished a bit. But they're still but, going. But still, the, yeah. it's still a wonderful experience to go out to Fall Hershey and walk the nine or ten thousand oh. vendor spots. Uh, and it's a. Uh, I tell people it's like a trip to Mecca. For a car guy, it you know, really they, is. They go out there and just witness it all, and it's kind of cool how it's all jumbled up. It doesn't. It, no. people say that to us all the time at the mall, at the classic auto mall. They say, "Well, why don't you put them all in one area? All the yeah. Corvettes in one?" Yeah. No, yeah. it's good jumbled. Absolutely, we like it jumbled. I, I want to personally thank you for hosting us at America's British Reliability Run this fall. That was fun. We had a great time. Uh, we drove and uh, did, saw some wonderful collections. Went to the AACA Museum. And uh, we got a tour of the uh, Classic Auto Mall, and we raised, best of all, we raised $45,000. That's amazing. That is so I, cool. I think we're going to have more of these events, driving events, especially with a, a charitable feature. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, without saying, that you are always welcome at Classic well, Auto Mall to Appreciate do anything that. you want to do. Appreciate and, and, you know, I, you were talking about how they're all jumbled up. It's kind of like the hash browns you get at Waffle House. They can be scattered, smothered, covered, chunked, diced, peppered, capped, topped, and country. Ooh. <laughs> he had Dave. to read that. <laughs> Dave, go. such Thank a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And uh, keep up all the good work that all you right. do for the hobby. Thank you very Take much. Care. My we'll pleasure. Be, My we'll pleasure. be back at the Classic Auto Mall podcast in just a couple minutes. Come visit us at Classic Auto Mall. See our website for hours and location. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, 
muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Let him go. He will not let you go. Let me go. Let me. I'm singing Queen. Nice. Yeah, I'm a terrible singer. We're gonna get we're gonna get busted for that. Yeah, we're right. gonna get yeah. I might, <laughs> copyright get copyright infringement because I didn't stop. It was less than thirty seconds. Thank God. Well, and, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> thank God for more than one reason. Because you don't want to hear me singing. And you know what? I know every what? note and beat of a song. Yet I don't play any music. Like mm-hmm. I can get every drum lick on a rush okay. song, which is not easy to do. Right. But I can't play anything. So, oh. By the way, this is show number 124. Four, yeah. Uh, first airing will be January the 20th, 2024. And we're recording this on January the 17th, mm-hmm. 2024. Coming to you from the Philadelphia, no, the Pennsylvania Convention Auto Center show. at the Philly Auto Show. Man, I just. Which will be over by the time you hear this, <laughs> yes, but they do uh-huh. it every year. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> so, they do it every year, and uh, they've adapted with the time. Mm-hmm. Great for them. I love the fact that they've done that. Don't forget our theme song from the Pat Travers Band. Appreciate those guys so much. They're out on tour. JR is going to go see them and give us a whole report on it. Yeah. Um, how about new inventory that we've got? Let's there? hear it. How about the 1969 Plymouth GTX hardtop? That thing is cool. Jamaica blue over black. Yeah. Um, 440 with an A727 automatic. Um, got power windows, which is really hmm. rare for that mm-hmm. car. And this is really, you know, it's a muscle car. It's it's like at the height of muscle cars. 1969, 440. The automatic, you might argue that you know you would have preferred a four speed, mm-hmm. but a lot of the plim- uh, the Mopar products did have automatic. Yeah, a seven twenty seven was a popular transmission. A lot of B bodies had, yeah. had automatics. Yeah, yeah. and and that's okay. I, you know, listen. Mm-hmm. You drive a car with a 411 rear end with an auto, with a manual transmission, and fourth gear is going to be about three too light. Yeah, <laughs> you really would like to pretty, have about seven. Much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and with an automatic, though, you don't have that. That it still, you know, once it gets up to a certain speed, it's only going to go so far or so fast. Everybody knows uh, Chargers and and Roadrunners, but GTX just something they're, something cool about they're that. Kinda, they're kind of the outlier. Yeah, exactly. Of the Mopar body stuff. People don't always know what they are. They recognize the style, mm-hmm. the look, and the usually the color mm-hmm. uh, that. Jamaica blue, uh, but, but not always. They don't always, you know, know the what it exactly is that they're looking at. Um, how about the 1948 Cadillac convertible, light iris pearl over gray? This thing is stunning. Mm-hmm. This is the should, amount of should money. be over there in the AACA display. Yeah, well, except it's, it's it's shattered, covered, smothered, and chunked. <laughs> it's uh, French <laughs> French smooth shaved, a 5.7 liter LT1 V8, uh, 700 R4 automatic, uh, fat man front end, and four wheel mm-hmm. power disc brakes. And, of course, it's a two-door Series 62 convertible, which is a pretty interesting car uh, in and of its own self. And somebody took some liberties with it, and, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, when you when you do some shaving and Frenching and customizing and 
there's all there's all different things that that those mean. Like you know, you when you eliminate the door handles, when you recess things, when you chop the top. chop the chop, you you take the bumpers off and and you know smooth those. Mm-hmm. There's taking off chrome pieces and and all that are all those terminology that you hear people talking about when they're talking about uh, customs and hot rods from the day. Even though there's. It's very customized. There's always going to be a second person who Absolutely. likes likes what they did to it. Yep, exactly. More than two people. More than two people. Mm-hmm. That's like over customizing your home. You don't always. You, mm-hmm. That's what have to be have to be very careful when you customize a car to make it at least somewhat uh, universally liked. And not that people don't like it, but will a, another guy actually pay you money for it? Because at some point in time, as Mike Hutchison said. We are just stewards, right. not stewards of these cars, mm-hmm. and therefore they're going to go to somebody else someday. And you got to make sure that you know maybe you you make it so nobody else wants it. And I don't think that's ever been happened. Have we ever had a car that we couldn't sell? Well, mm-hmm. but, well a, a few, but we might have a few there. But most cars, there is usually a butt for every seat. That's but there right. has to be two butts for every seat if you build something and then you got to sell it to somebody else, right? That's right. So uh, other new inventory: '65 Mustang mm-hmm. GT Rangoon. Red over red and white, uh, correct 289 V8 four barrel, uh, correct C4 automatic. Got the pony interior, uh, dealer installed air conditioning. These things, I don't know, a fastback Mustang. Does it get any cooler? And of course, we were talking about the Hertz one that we have, right, too, right. Uh, the black and gold one that we have that's a replica. I mean, Mustang fastbacks. If you were in the know back in the day, you bought a fastback. But most people didn't really know they existed. Right. I never saw one growing up. Mm-hmm. We would see a convertible. You would see a little notchback. I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing a fastback Mustang growing up in East Tennessee. Of course, you know, <laughs> we weren't terribly hip to begin with. Uh, well, so. <laughs> I grew up around here, and I don't remember seeing one either. Yeah, I mean, you just didn't see them. I didn't really know much about mm-hmm. them or, or their existence. And, uh, and of course, then you find out that uh, they sold quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you got B-bodies on this list, and you got fastback Mustangs. You can't go wrong. Can't Those go are wrong two there. iconic-shaped cars. How about the 1938 Studebaker mm. cab over? Mm-hmm. Mustard yellow over black and gray. <laughs> Oh, my God. This thing. We had to make room for that one. <laughs> yes, we did. Took him 19 years wow. to build this thing. <laughs> Man, that's dedication. It shows. There's, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. I've truck. never. I didn't even. Well, I take that back. Kathy and I have been together for over 19 years. But there's not many things in my <laughs> life that I've done except take air right. uh, for 19 years. Yeah. And this guy spent 19 years building this. Multiple AACA wins. It's almost, almost flawless. I mean, you almost have to trailer it to car shows. And it's so big to trailer, you're going to have to have right. a low boy. That's what I mean. You know, <laughs> you a, definitely. A special customized mm-hmm. trailer to get it there. I mean, it it's, is beautiful. It is. But it's one of those things that it's a very niche market. It's mm-hmm. going to be very specialized to the person that... The biggest problem that you run into with guys who collect vehicles is size. Yeah. You know, I would love to have that fire truck, mm-hmm. but I don't have the space for it. Right. I can't fit it in my garage. Uh, that's the same thing with this. It, it, I, I, the number, uh, number one question we get from buyers that aren't physically at our place is, how long is the car? How wide is the car? How tall is the car? You know, what are the specs and the dimensions of the car? Because it may not fit in my garage, and if it doesn't, I can't buy it. There's three things that stop somebody from making a purchase at Classic Auto Mall. Space, funds, and, and wife. wife. <laughs> no, I, and, of course, you know, it's, it's funny when you talk. 
talk to the guys about that. You'll, uh, a guy said to me the other day, he said, uh, he said, yeah, he said, my wife won't let me uh, have that. I said, I used to have a wife. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that thing. And I'm not condoning hey, any, no. you know, divorce or anything like that. Come on. Don't, no letters, please. Anyway, we, uh, this 38 Studebaker, if you get a chance, come see it. It's just an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. truck and, uh, you know, way ahead of its time for back in the era. So, uh, also the 1977 Chevrolet Monza Coupe. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, no, I did a video on it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Brown metallic over light buckskin, 79,000 actual miles, very stock example, uh, rust-free. Listen to the motor. 145 horsepower, 305 <laughs> cubic inch V8 with a turbo hydromatic 200. <laughs> Not a 350 wow. or a 400. Yeah. Or no, it's can't, the turbo hydromatic 200. Can't get out of its own way. Although 145 is not bad. I mean, Trans Am, like, you know, <laughs> 175, 175, 165. Yeah, so we're it's on the, its way. I think the lowest horsepower Corvette at one year was 165, like in okay. seven or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, L79 automatic California edition. Oh, sure. 165 horsepower, which, you know, I, I mean, my garden tractor. <laughs> so, uh, and then, of course, the 2017 Chevrolet Corvette Grand Sport. And its brother is right here beside it. Sure it, is. 2017 yeah. yep. uh, as well, too. This 2017 Grand Sport 2LT, Arctic White over Adrenaline Red, two owners, 12,000 original miles, 460. 60 horsepower V8, uh, active handling and magnetic ride control. Mm, mm. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds cool. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a suspension thing. Yeah, but what did magnets have to do with? It? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I need you to know these podcast at classicautomall.com. Yeah, yeah, it does that. JR is doing something with his hand. Yeah, if, and if you're just watching, you're not. Li- you're only listening. You won't know what JR is doing, uh, but we know because we're here and we're cool. And- well, we have every flavor Grand Sport right now. We have two 2017 Corvettes. One is modified with a stick shift. Right. That's this one behind us at the auto show, and then this this beautiful white one that's automatic with twelve thousand miles. Yeah. And black wheels. It's awesome. And I tell you, th- this generation, the pre C. What is it now? The new ones are C8. C8. Yeah. The C7s are like mm-hmm. through the roof pricing wise. The Z06s and the ZR1s are just, I mean, they're just, yep. they're, they're bringing huge 200,000 plus at some car shows. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. So, and Mikum Kasimi just ended with over 4,000 cars uh, this past week and uh, pretty, uh, you know, amazing turnout. So, <laughs> we we alluded to the six ABC thing, and 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 if you haven't seen it, uh, you got to we got to get the footage of me trying to get in the rumble seat because okay. it's really really fun. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's. Did you watch the thing? Yeah, no, I didn't see the rumble seat thing. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of. Is it yes or no? There's Steve? a lot of clips on six ABC. <laughs> it was an hour show. Oh, the hour when I did yeah, watch. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing because obviously you didn't see me with the. Uh, the, the Were we featured twice in that <laughs> no. one hour? Oh, I may have missed it. Yeah, what are you zoned out on your couch and just pretty, fall pretty asleep? Much. Pretty much. <laughs> you got your aromatherapy candles going. Listen, I spend a lot of time editing Stuart videos. Oh, so it's see, like, it's always how, how much more do I want to watch? Oh, okay. how much more can I take of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, favorite hood scoops. We were going to talk about oh. last week, and we never talked. Did we? Well, that's a good one. You know, one of my favorites is the Formula Firebird twin twin yes. sparkle scoop. Absolutely, that is such a great looking top ten scoop. for sure. Yeah. Uh, of course, the, uh, the the shaker for the Trans Ams, which is that would be number one on my list. Number one, the cowl induction hood. Uh, right. Those are pretty amazing. Uh, how about the NACA ducks? Which are those? Have you know what a NACA duct is? It looks like a Hershey's Kiss. It's that shape. Oh, okay. You know, oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. In it. Like Shelby's has Shelby seventies yeah. Shelby Mustangs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The Stinger uh, on oh, the Corvettes, yeah. which is an amazing awesome. Mach One. Uh, how about the mailbox one on the Hearst Olds? 
Those are cool. The ones <clears throat> like 69 Herstals that have those oh, like sure. a big mailbox on top yep, of the hood. Yep, yep. Uh, wow. And then, of course, the Air Grabber. And uh, mm-hmm. what else do we have on there? Uh, in the N96 Fresh Air Hood. That's a Mopar. Mopar seemed to have the most hood scoops mm-hmm. of anybody, didn't they? And Pontiac. I, I did a little Instagram series on hood scoops right. just from the mall. Right. Austin Healy had a cool one. It was like a dual, it was oh, like yeah. a dual one, too. Yeah. It was like a step-up uh, intake. It was yeah. really cool. And uh, so, you know, and then there's, of course, tons of aftermarket ones that oh, are sure. out there that are, you know, uh, you can make it anything. The J.C. Whitney catalog, you can get anything, <laughs> get anything you want. You can get the horns, you can get the hood scoops, you can get the... Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you want. So, um, but anyway, uh, you know, thanks to the Philly Auto Show for having us down here. This has been a lot of fun. It's uh, we, this is our sixth. Well, this is six years ago we started. We missed one year okay. doing it because of COVID, mm-hmm. or two years was it? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we miss one or two years, Mike, from COVID? One or two years did we miss from COVID? <laughs> One year. One year year. only. (laughs) For those of you who aren't watching us live, we're screaming across the the aisleway to get confirmation on something that we, again, brought up. And then the following years with masks. I remember wearing masks. masks, Yeah. yeah. And we moved down to this grand hall then. Mm -hmm. Uh, We used to be in kind of the main showroom, and they moved to this beautiful uh, facility here. I mean, it's just spectacular. It really is. It's, uh, It's a Part of his, there's nothing like coming to downtown Philly with the history, mm-hmm. you know, with everything. I mean, the oldest street in America contiguously operating is a cobblestone street, Elfreth's Alley, mm-hmm. oldest inhabited road in America, wow. Elfreth, E L F R E T H S Alley, cobblestone road, 1702. Wow. Amazing. But yet, we build brand new roads that have potholes in, them in <laughs> three weeks. So, oh, yeah. You know. No, up into the Middle East, there's roads there that have been there for thousands of years. Yeah, with guys who had no degrees. <laughs> I mean, that's right. You know, so anyway, but uh, fantastic location. We love being down here. We love sharing these cars because it's funny. A lot of the people that live in this part, world in downtown Philly, you know, it's like New York City. They, a lot of people don't own cars and they're right. not car people because mm-hmm. they didn't grow up in that culture. They grew up in a, in a downtown, you know, asphalt and blocked in environment, and it was easier to not have a car than to have a car because mm-hmm. a you got nowhere to park it, b you can't get gas down here. You got to go out the outskirts to get right. fuel, um, and so there was a lot of. Th- and then you got great public transportation. Yeah, well, shout out to SEPTA because the regional yeah. rail is fantastic. You can be down here in no time at all from anywhere around the five county area, and it's just great. Except Morgantown. Except Morgan, well, you got to drive and then go from. Yeah, so you got to drive to get to the place to save. That's right. Driving. That's right. I like that. Um, but anyway, they uh, they've done a great job at the Philly Auto Show here. Uh, we're happy to be a part of it. We hope to be a part of it for many many years to come. And uh, next week we'll have a special guest on the show. We'll be back in our studio and back in our comfort zone with our feet kicked up. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the Classic Automall Podcast. You've been listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast with your host, Stuart Howden. Executive producer, Steve Safier. Produced and engineered by yours truly, J.R. Russ. Thanks for listening and sharing the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Available on ClassicAutoMall.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music courtesy of the Pat Travers Band. Produced by CarSmarts Media. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.